Well, good morning, OneChurch.tv. How you guys doing? Fantastic. How many of y'all enjoyed hanging out in the snow this past week? I hope you did. Uh, so it was fun. I love snow. I love taking a break for a season. Sorry that we had to cancel church last week, but I do want to hear how many of y'all you watched uh, either video or Facebook Live or on the app the sermon last week. Let me hear you. Fantastic, guys. Thank y'all so much for doing that. Um, and uh, we're so glad that you chose to hang out with us for this week of Get Your Life Back. Uh, this is a five-part series, uh, actually six-part, excuse me, that we are actually talking about how to manage your priorities, your time, and your energy uh, better. And uh, it's just a hyper, hyper practical series. And the reason why it is, is because so many times when it comes to church and Bible and stuff, we talk a lot about the why and, and the what you, what you should believe and why you should believe it. But we spend very little time talking about the how. And that's what this series is all about. We want to kind of dig in because if you're not careful, your 2018 is going to look a lot like your 2017, even though all of us, many of we make resolutions, we make goals. But if we don't actually manage our time better, if we don't prioritize better, and if you don't manage our energy, 2018 is going to look a lot like 2017 if you're not careful. I want to say a huge shout out to those in the video theater, or if you're watching us on Facebook Live, what's up? How good seeing you guys. Uh, and uh, the entire really theme that kind of draws all of these weeks together is our series Big Idea, and it simply says this, you're going to have to decide how to spend your life before others decide for you. Decide how you're going to spend your life and your time before others decide for you. And today we're going to talk about something crazy practical. Two weeks ago, we talked about time, and we talked about this whole idea that none of us have enough time, and when people ask you, how are you doing, the biggest answer is we are busy, right? You remember that week? We're just busy, 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 busy. And so many of us, we actually use the excuse that, you know what, I just don't have enough time for that. I just don't have enough time for that. And we looked two weeks ago that actually that is a lie. That all of us, we have the same amount of time as everybody else. The most productive person in the world gets 24 hours, just like you and just like me. So today, we're going to talk about priorities. And we're going to just simply kind of start by asking this question. Have you ever asked this question, where did today go? Maybe you were so looking forward to the weekend, and uh, you know it was like Friday, five o'clock in the uh, in the in the evening, and you got off, and you're like, "I'm so looking forward to the weekend." And then if you blink, it's like, "Where did the weekend go?" How many of y'all you've kind of asked that question? All of us, right? It's just like we, you had a list of to-do things. You had some things that you wouldn't accomplish around the house. Or maybe you, you went to work and you had that to-do list. And, I mean, you left the work that evening and you're like, I didn't accomplish any of it. Where did today go? I didn't get anything on my list done. Here's an unsettling truth. That all of us have limited time. All of us had limited time. You and I, we have a certain number of days. You don't know how many days you have. I don't know how many days I have. But we actually have a limited amount of days, and there's a great verse that Moses wrote in the book of Psalms that really talks a lot about this verse. It simply says this, teach us to what? Number our days. Now, if we number our days, if we live life like we only have a certain amount of days What's going to happen? That we're going to gain a heart of wisdom. How many of y'all, you want to be more wise? 
you want to be smarter, you want to do some things differently, then you and I, we're going to have to live with this entire truth that you and I have a a limited amount of time. And we have to live our lives in light of the fact that our days are numbered. And if you live that way, you're going to make better decisions. Why? Because whenever you think you have more of something than you need, we always waste it, right? Think about that. You always waste it. You had a little bit more money. Somebody gave you some money, or you paid off a bill, and you're like, we got some extra money. And what happens? One spouse is like, let's save it. And you're like, heck with that. Let's spend it, right? And we have a tendency to waste things that we think we have excess of. But we all do that. But here's the thing. But to live as if we really had a limited amount of time really does inform our decisions and allows us to make better decisions. If you're regularly asking the question, where did the time go? Here's what I can promise you. You're probably struggling with some distractions, with some distractions. Here I have in front of us, I have a jar of rocks. And this jar represents your day and it represents my day. It represents your week or my week. It's a set amount of time because all of us, we have the same amount of time, right? And here's the thing. In this jar, there's just tons of rocks, and all of these rocks, these little pebbles in the jar, represent all the cool and the fun things that you and I basically do to kind of spend our time, to waste our time. Things that you don't really want to give up, but you've got to admit, you know, they're not that important. And that's what I want to talk about, these distractions. I read a statistic that back in 1990, the average person was exposed to more information in a day than a person was exposed to in their entire lifetime 100 years earlier. Think about that. And if that was the 1990s, fast forward 25 years, 27, 28 years. I would hate to know what that statistic is now. With the internet and the mention of smartphones, you and I are exposed to more information every single day than if we are the most integrated, we are the most distracted generation in history. Think about that. Because of technology, because of social media, we're hyper-connected in the world that we live in. Here, so let me talk about some of these distractions, some of these pebbles. For some of you, it might be Netflix. How many of y'all, y'all, y'all you got Netflix? Let me hear you. All right, some of y'all giggling out there. I'm going to take that as a yes. All right, let me tell you about Netflix. Netflix is kind of like Lay's potato chips. You can't just eat just one. You remember in the old days? I remember back when there, you know, there wasn't a lot. There wasn't Hulu. There wasn't Netflix. And uh, there wasn't TiVo or DVRs or anything like that. On Thursday nights, Mad About You, Friends, Frasier, Seinfeld, and ER came on. I mean, it was like the holy trinity of like, it was great programming, right? I remember my wife and I, every Thursday, we would carve out our entire week, but we'd set aside Thursday, right? And we would watch those shows. Netflix has changed all of that, though, right? Because you used to, we would watch one episode of Seinfeld. Now, you can watch an entire season of Seinfeld in one day, right? And, And you're watching Netflix, and as you get done, it cues up the next one, doesn't it? Some of y'all, you ever heard of Netflix adultery? Netflix adultery is when both couples agree, okay, we're going to watch this together, and then one of the spouses actually fast-forwards ahead and watches it ahead. That's bad, dude. It's bad. You need some counseling, all right? But see, Netflix, nothing wrong with Netflix, 
But man, we can, you can binge watch Grey's Anatomy or you can binge watch, like I'll watch the, uh, the Defenders or uh, uh, Daredevils on there. I mean, they got some great shows on there. Luke Cage or whatever. I know Tuck and I, we were talking about that just a couple weeks ago. But you can watch an entire season in a day and then you're like, I think I need to take a shower. I had not done anything today, right? Netflix, not bad, but it, it's a distraction. Here's another distraction. Social media. Social media. First, it was just Facebook, and then Twitter came along, and 140 characters later, Instagram came along, and then Snapchat, and some of you, you're on all of those platforms. And sometimes, you have multiple profiles on, across multiple platforms, right? And you can, you can waste an entire day just by looking on social media. Here's another one. This right here. Your phone. Your phone can be such a distraction, uh, whether you get a new phone, if you get a new phone, whether it's regardless of an iPhone or Android or whatever it is, the default in most apps is to keep the push notifications on. So your cell phone can be going off every minute. I, I mean, you, I, one of the things I do, and I encourage you to do in this series, is turn off your notifications on your cell phone because if you're not careful, so every time somebody likes one of your Instagram posts or likes a post that you put on Facebook or replies back in Twitter or instant messages you on Facebook, and it's like, and you look up and you're going, okay, good, good. And at the end of the day, you've not got anything done, and you're like, where is the day gone? And here's another distraction. And it's, it, for many of us, it's just you. It's us, right? Because some of us were not the most disciplined and we procrastinate. And we put it off, and we put it off. We put it off until we cannot put it off any longer. And then that's when we fall victim to the tyranny of the urgent. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You're like, I put it off so far, it's due tomorrow morning. I've got to get this project done, whether it's for school or for work. And, it, it, I mean, you think about this. You and your wife go out on a date. We're just distracted. And, you, you, like, let's say you go to Buff, B- Buffalo Wild Wings or one of those other classy date restaurants. I don't know what y'all laughing at. Anyway, but uh, you go there, and what's mounted all along the side of the walls? Televisions, right? So you're there to go to connect with your spouse, and the guys are like, right? I mean, I tell you, when I go to some place, I like sitting on the patio where it's not distracted, or I try to turn my back to it because I'm not there to connect with the television. We can just get so distracted. We can get so distracted. So this pebbles in this jar represents Facebook. And for some of you, most of these pebbles, that's your Facebook time, right? I mean, you're always looking at other people's posts, other people's feeds, liking. How come they didn't like mine, right? For others of you, it's shopping online. And you love eBay. You love the Facebook marketplace. I just discovered that one last week. All right? For others of you, you like uh, driving on car lots looking at cars you can't afford. Or getting on Zillow and looking at homes you can't afford. For, the, for some of you, the pebbles in here is, is how you binge watch on Netflix or Hulu. It's the movies you watch. It's watching all the cat videos on YouTube. Right? It's playing Candy Crush. And again, none of, these, none of this is bad. But here's the fact of the matter is, they just they fill up our day. And then, you have to think of it this way, then there are the things that are top priorities. Right? Some of you, you have a spouse. They're a priority, right? In fact, I want you to turn to your spouse if you sit with them and say, you my big rock. 
Hey, boo. Anyway, some of you, right, you got a spouse. That's a big priority. You got to fit them in. Others of you, you had a child. Hear it? Others of you had another child. And others of you, you could, your wife couldn't keep her hands off her, and you had another child, right? So, and then you're like, okay, okay. Then some of you, you got like, you got like work. Work is a big deal. You got to put work in there. And then you got exercise. Oh, all right. And, and then it's getting crazy around here. All right. Others of you, um, you've got, you, know, you got some like projects you want to do. And then don't forget God. Some of you, if you're a Christian, if you're a church person, you're like, you got to put, okay, God's up there and I got to fit God in here and we got to put church. And it just doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit. And honestly, this is most of our lives here, if you think about it. Most of our lives is just is surrounded by we filled it up with everything else, and we think this, there's just not enough time in the day. Where did the day go? Where did the time go? There's just not enough time in my week. There's just not enough time in my month. There's just not enough time in my year or this season of life that I'm in. As for some of you, it's like I've missed too many ball games. I, I've missed too many dinners at home. There just wasn't enough time to get it all finished. And we lie to ourselves and we say, we just don't have enough time. But the problem is, we have not prioritized correctly. So what I want to talk to you today is all about priorities. Because priorities is about taking responsibility in your life. It's about taking responsibility in your life. Now, I want to share with you our big idea. And then we're going to flip this. Our big idea simply says this, priorities, priority determines capacity. Priority determines capacity. Can you say that with me? Priority determines capacity. Once more, priority determines capacity. Now, here's what. Here's what I want us to do. I want us to kind of look through this. Okay, for some of us, we're like, okay, church, we need to put church in the God. He needs to be a big rock in there first. Right For others of you, okay, exercise is a big deal for me. I'm going to do that. And for others of you, okay, uh, work. i got to get work. And I have, some, I have some projects I want to do around the house. For others of you, you're, big, you got, you're married, so you've got to make priority for your spouse. And then your kids. I mean, I mean you've got to be there for them when they need you. If not, they're going to get teenage years. They're going to hate you, and they're going to need counseling. And all anyway, now think about this. If you put all of the big rocks in first, if you prioritize first, let me show you what happens. If you're able to put prioritize first and do your priorities, put your big things in first, then you add Netflix, you add Hulu, right? You add The Bachelor, you add... A, you add Candy Crush. I, I, I can tell. I, all right, that's good. You add, um, you add YouTube, right? You add, you know, shopping online. Okay, sweet, sweet. Hang on. I'm not even done yet. Look at there. It all fits. Isn't that interesting? But here's the thing. You gotta put your priorities first. You gotta put your priorities first. It's really heavy. You gotta put the big 
rocks in first because priority determines capacity. Priority determines capacity. It's not what you put in, it's what you put in first that ultimately determines the capacity of your life and the capacity of your time. Now, here's what's so interesting. I believe that this whole idea of priority determines capacity, that the priorities of your life determines the capacity of your time, the capacity of your energy. Now, this is probably not new information for most of us, right? Some of you have probably seen a demonstration like this before. But let me simply just ask you a question. If, we, if this isn't new information for most of us, why don't we live this way? Why don't we prioritize correctly? Why don't we put the big rocks in first? I think the reason why for most of us, we've never sat down and asked the question, what are those big rocks? What are the priorities in my life? And we just kind of do life haphazard, and we wake up, and our phone goes off, and we get distracted, and it's kind of like, if you've seen Up, the Pixar movie Up, you know, squirrel, right? We are so distracted, and it gets, it's, and it's like, what are the things, if I want, think about this, what are the things the end of 2018, what are the things that you want to look back and say, you know what, I put those first. I, I didn't give them my leftovers. I didn't have to force them in or cram them in. These were priorities for me. And along with that question of the what is the most important, really comes the who. Who is the most important? You see, again, if you are married, your spouse they're important. Some of you, you're not telling them that they're important. You're not showing them that they're important. You're giving them leftovers, but priority determines capacity. I mean, think about this. The problem that we experience is in this culture that we live in, it's all about the small stuff. We sweat the small stuff. We live in a culture that rarely motivates us to prioritize correctly. Consequently, if you don't prioritize correctly, you're going to decide how you'll spend your time before others decide it for you. A lot of us, we end up living our lives randomly, and we never figure out what the big rocks in our lives. We never do figure out what's really important, what's really a priority, and we put the wrong things in first, and we live our 20s, and our 30s are a blur, and 40s hit, and 50s, and it's usually about that time that guys and sometimes ladies have something called a what? Midlife crisis. And the reason why it's called a midlife crisis is because they've gotten at the middle of their life, and they're like, oh my gosh, I haven't gotten anything of the stuff I wanted done. Is this really what my life, what I want it to be like? That's when they realize that they have a limited number of days. And that's usually when people flaw off the handle and do something stupid, right? Because we're like, oh my gosh, I've wasted my time. And then they get remarried, they buy the car, they buy the boat, they buy the house, they have the affair, and they, they live with this guilt going into their 50s and 60s and 70s, and they die alone. And I'm trying to keep you guys off from that. And all of it really does come down to priorities. So this whole discussion and this whole principle begins with three questions. First one is, what is really important to you? Who is really important to you? And how can you rearrange your life to prioritize correctly? That's what we're going to spend the rest of our time on. Y'all ready to do this? Are y'all ready to do this? Thank you. Some of y'all, y'all kick back and snooze it. So, all right. Anyway, 
Think about this. What would your life look like if you started prioritizing correctly? What would have to change? What would you have to do differently on your calendar? What type of things would you have to say no to? What type of things would you have to stop doing? What type of things would you have to rearrange in your week? Because priority determines what? Capacity. Now, at this point in the discussion, we kind of get in a fork in the road because for some of you who aren't church people, and we're so glad that you're here, if, if God's not your thing, so glad that you're here. But at this point, I'm going to kind of switch gears, and I'm going to talk about what God wants. But the rest of this time, I just want you to kind of process if God's not your thing. What are the big rocks? What are your priorities? What type of thing that you want to get right? But if you're a Christian, if you're a Christ follower, if you're a church person, the application is really easy for us because we see both in the Old and the New Testaments that we are told very specifically that we're supposed to put God first in the jar. We're, that there is a God rock and that, that, and that rock, that God, God is supposed to be our first priority. The promise of both the Old and the New Testament is that the God rock goes in first and that impacts the priority of everything else in our life. That's the God rock. Now, some of you are like, aren't that, that a little sacrilegious and I mean, calling God a rock? Well, not really. Because in the Bible, over and over again, Moses called God a rock. David called God a rock. Look at Psalm 18. For who is God beside the Lord, and who is the what? Rock except our God. It'll, it'll change in a sec. Who is the rock? Everybody say rock. He's calling God a rock. And so David, Moses is calling God rock today. And I don't think it's sacrilegious. It's just it's our, it's our anchor. Now, here's what's so interesting about this. When you open up the Bible and you read about this whole idea of putting the God rock in first, in our English Bibles, the word priority or prioritize really isn't in there. But there's a synonym of those, that concept, and it's, to, it's the word seek. Seek, to seek earnestly, to seek first. It was the Bible's author's way of saying, you need to prioritize and put God in the jar First, a couple examples. Psalm 63, 1. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. I think David would agree you can only earnestly seek only one thing. Look at this, Psalm 119. I seek you with what? All of my heart. Think about this. You can only seek one thing with all of your heart, right? And do not let me stray from your commands. I love that, that if you seek first God with all your heart, you won't stray. If you seek first, you won't stray later. But probably, in fact, undoubtedly, the most popular idea of the whole seek and seek first is something that Jesus said. Jesus, in his most popular in his amazing sermon that he preached on this hillside, this mountain, we call it the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says words that many of us, we've memorized, we've seen on bumper stickers, we've sung songs, if you grew up in church. And this is what Jesus said in Matthew 6, starting at verse 31. Jesus says, so do not what? So do not what? Worry. How many of y'all, honestly, let's be honest, how many of y'all, you're warriors? Don't worry. So many times, worry can sidetrack us. But look what he says. So do not worry, saying, what shall we what? Eat. Now, that's a rock we, I didn't even mention, right? I mean, we've got to figure out how to provide for our families. We've got to eat. If you don't eat, you die, right? All right? Or what shall we drink? There's another rock. Or look at this. What shall we wear? 
All right? I mean, that's a big rock for many of us. A lot of us spend a lot of time, a lot of money worrying about what we're going to wear. And Jesus is saying, don't obsess over those. Don't put those rocks in first. And then he goes on and he says this, verse 32. For the pagans, and let me define what that is. A pagan is someone, it's a person that lives life like God doesn't exist. A pagan runs after all of those things, what is essentially another way of saying he's seeking after those, all these smaller things, things that aren't that important. But look at this. And your heavenly Father knows that you what? Need them. I want to stop right there. Do you really believe that? Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Because here's what I believe. I don't think most of us believe that verse. Because if we did believe that verse, we would put God first. That if God really is going to provide for me, then I would prioritize God. But most of us, we have this philosophy that it's, if, it, if it's to be, it's up to me. And I'm telling you, that's not the case. You see, God knows what we need. And if God really does know what we need, if, if we really are Christians, if we really are say we're going to believe, then we have to say, okay, i got to trust God. i got to trust God that your Heavenly Father knows exactly what you need in your jar and how much you need of it. So he draws the logical conclusion. This is what Jesus says, verse 33. But seek what? Seek first. Seek first. That is, when it comes to your day, to your week, to your month, to your year, to the season of life that you're in, seek or prioritize first His kingdom and His righteousness. And then look at this promise. And then all of these other things, all this other stuff that's in here, all right? All of the things that you need to fit. All of these things that you have to have to live. All of these things that are important as a priority. If you seek first His kingdom, His righteousness, all of these things will be added to you and given to you as well. Now, I love that. I love that because here's what that verse means. That as men and women who believe that, that in God and not just believe in God but are followers of Christ, that we've, what we're called to do is to seek First and foremost, God and what God wants in our lives. To do the best of our ability to obey what God wants for our lives. Again, it's like this. It's like, you know what? If we put the God rock in first, everything else will fit. It will. How this works practically is simply this. We are to devote to God every single day the first few minutes of your day. You hear what I'm saying? You are to devote every single day to the first few minutes of your your day. And here's what I've discovered. I've discovered that when I say yes to God at the beginning of my day, it is much easier for me to say no to the things that would distract me. That when I say yes to God at the beginning of my day, that when somebody comes and has that extra project or I have to get the interruption, that I'm able to, you know what, I'm able to get everything in because I put God first. It's like this. Some of you know this, like God, he, he made creation in six days, and on the seventh day, he what? Rested. Very good. And what he calls us to do is on, a, on the seventh day, and it doesn't have to just be on Sunday, but on the seventh day, you are to rest. It's called the Sabbath, the Shabbat, right? And what that simply means is this, that we're to say, you know what? I'm going to work as hard as I can for six days, and on the seventh day, I'm going to have enough faith in my God that it would be better for me to rest and spend time with him on that day 
because he can do more with that one day that I've given to him than if I did if I worked all seven days. See, that's what the Sabbath does. It's saying, you know what, I put my faith in God and I trust him that I can get more done in six days and spend time with him on the seventh than if I worked all seven days. So, as I work through this, when I say yes to God through the first few minutes of my day, it's easier for me not to worry about eating or drinking or what to wear. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not worried about it because I put God first. I love that. It's going to give you greater insight on what to include, what to kick out. And here's a great quote by Martin Luther. Martin Luther said it this way, pray and let God worry. I like that, don't you? Because for those who are warriors, and there was many of us in the room, what if we gave, put God in first and made him the priority every single day? For the first few minutes of your day, give it to God and say, God, this is your problem now. Martin Luther said this. He said on the days when he had the most to do, I mean, and his schedule was just slam-packed full, that he got up earlier to spend time in God's Word and praying because he needed God's grace that much more. You see, when you put God first, you let Him deal with the problems. When I begin my day saying yes to God, I, I worry less. Now, let me just ask a question. For those of you who have a consistent time out, you spend time with God, you have a devotion life, you read the Bible every day, you pray every day, would you not agree that on those days that you're consistent, does your day many times go a lot better? Answer, yeah, it does. It totally does. So my, my challenge for us is this. Let's put God first. And I think one of the most practical ways and one of the most practical ways of doing this is give it in the first few minutes of your day. It doesn't mean you have to give him eight hours, just the first few minutes. Now, I know for some of you, you're not morning people. Great. Totally fine. But here's what I know. For those and the people I'm talking to, that when you wake up at 11 o'clock in the morning, you still think that's early morning. Right? You know what I'm talking about? And here's what I know. Some of you, you work the night shift. Right? And it's just, it's not, you know... You're going to get home at 6 o'clock in the morning. You've got to go to bed. I get that. After you sleep, that's when your day begins. You do something first when you wake up, don't you? You do. You do something first. For many of you, it's to grab your phone, get on Facebook. It's to check a game. It's to do whatever. How about if you and I made the commitment to say, you know what? I'm going to give God the first few minutes of my day every day. You see, you got to figure that out. Now, here's the thing I want to do. I want to kind of share with you. I want to make this crazy practical because I want to share with you. I want to encourage all of, us, all of us to go to a fixed calendar, a fixed calendar. You see, what I can tell you, I live my life by the calendar. And if you have Gmail or the Google Calendar, you can totally do that. But all of us have a calendar. By the way, there's small group questions as you leave today. You're welcome to pick those. And this thing is going to be on the back. I'm going to encourage you to do this. But I want to share with you my fixed calendar. It's not yours, it's mine. But I'm going to share with you how I prioritize God. Here it is right here. You see, at the first part of every day, I spend time with God. Whether that's in bed, whether that's me going to the bathroom spending time with God. I know y'all don't want that much information. But I'm going to, I'm going to try to be consistent every day spending time with God. And I believe if I do that, I worry less. 
I believe I do that. I get more things fit in at the beginning of my day, and I'm, it's easier for me to say no to the distractions. Let me give you another thing, though. Sunday, the first day of the week, I go to church. Now, some of you are like, Pastor, you got to go to church. This is your job. You right? But you know, if I wasn't the pastor of One Church Not TV, do you know I'd still go to church? I, and I have. I've done that. Do you know when I go on vacation, you know what I do on Sundays if we're away on a vacation? I find a church to go to. Now, I do that for two reasons. Number one, or three reasons. Number one, God tells me to. Got to go to church. Two, sometimes I go to a church and I'm like, that gum. Our church is doing really good compared to this church. All right? Sometimes, I, honestly, I'm like, things aren't that bad. It gives me perspective. The other times, I go to churches and they're blowing and going, and I'm like, I got to steal that. That's a good idea. I got, and I'll come back and I want to make our church better. But I go to church even when I am out of town. You see, some of you, you need to make just going to church a priority. You need to make spending time with God a priority. Not just spending time with God at the first of every day, but the first day of the week going to church. But let me kind of show you the rest of my time. Do you know the lowest part of my week is right after church? I'm telling you, it's crash and burn for me. I take a nap and I sleep. I mean, there's drool on the pillow. After that, we have small group. Well, our small group meets on Sunday nights. We make that a priority. Small, we've been in a small group even before one church ever started because we believe that circles are better than rows and that you will grow further and faster in community. But let me got to show you the rest of my week. I usually get uh, to the church offices usually around 7 o'clock. I take my middle son Jed to school, and then I come in, and nobody's there, and it's amazing. And I'm able to get some stuff done. I get some creative stuff. We have a 9 o'clock uh, staff meeting on Monday. It usually goes from 9 to noon. And then after that, I spend the rest of my afternoon until 5 o'clock on Monday working. All right? Then Monday nights, I go over to my mom's house. She's a great cook, and we just hang out together as a family. That's our priority. Tuesday, I wake up, and what do I do first? Spend time with God. And then, I, as y'all, show, y'all saw this last week if you tuned in, my high energy times is in the early mornings. So I will not plan any meetings Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, because those are when I am the sharpest, and I get my creative stuff. I get a lot of sermon writing done. I actually get a lot of graphic design done. Sometimes I'll have some meetings on Tuesday, and then I'll spend time with my family on Tuesday evening. Wednesday, again, creative time, and then we have an elders meeting on Wednesday night once a month, and then spend time with family. Thursday, and it just kind of goes like Friday. Guess what I do on that evening? Me and my wife, we try to go out on a date. Why? Because she's a rock in my jar. She's a rock in my jar. And Saturday is my Sabbath. It's my day of rest. It's when I like, oh, somebody shoot me. All right? And so, so as I'm sharing this with you, this is my calendar. This is yours. But you need to figure that out. What are your priorities? And whatever your priority is, do that first. Put the big rock in first. And some of you, the best way you can do that is just by grabbing on your smartphone or your iPad or your tablet and downloading the Version Bible app. I talk about this all the time, but the YouVersion Bible app is a way it sends me emails, it can give me text messages, um, it, all this stuff, and I spend time with God every day, not because I'm so holier and now I'm not. I've created a system that will remind me that I need to get in God's Word, and that can happen with you as well. You can be consistent in spending your time with God. I like bragging on my wife. She just got, uh, it shows on the U version when you open it up, you spent X amount of days uh, uh, in the Bible. And she just passed 100 days straight of being in God's Word. And she looked at me and she said, Do you think I ought to Facebook that? I'm like, Yes! 
Yes. She said, I don't want people to think, you know, I'm being braggadocious. I'm like, baby, if you're going to brag, that's something to brag about, right? Jesus, right? Can we all agree Jesus and God's word is something we need to brag about? I mean, if we're going to brag about anything, we'll brag about everything else in the world, but we won't talk about being in God's word. And, and my wife does this amazing. She'll get up at 2.30, 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, and she has the covers over her head, and, uh, and she's on her phone reading her Bible. I love my wife. Let me tell you, my wife, is, she's great looking, but she's better inner looking with her beauty because she's a woman of God. And ladies, I encourage all of you, all of us can be better people. We can all become closer to Jesus Christ. One of my favorite Proverbs, kindness makes a man attractive. Some of you guys need a lot of attractive help, right? And I promise you, spending time in God's word, it's going to make you more kind. And you're going to have your boo looking at you going, hey, baby, just saying, all right? So here's what I already know. You're already seeking something first. Why not seek God first? Why not seek God first? Because when you prioritize correctly, you will have greater capacity. And let me simply say this. Jesus isn't going to force his way into your life. You're going to have to intentionally put him first. Revelation 3.20, Jesus says this. Behold, I stand at the door and what? Knock. Right? You have to put him first intentionally. And here's what I know. If you're not intentional about not just God, but your spiritual walk, you're not going to grow. Because busyness, in a lot of ways, it is the enemy of intimacy. And if you really want to get serious about your spiritual walk this year, some of you, you need to immediately, as soon as we get finished singing this next song as the band comes, you need to go out and you need to sign up for a group. Because honestly, most of you are saying, I know I need to do it. I know I, I know I know I need somebody to hold me accountable and you just never ever do it. Why? Because it's not a priority. So why not make your spiritual walk and growing a priority this week and this year? Let's let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, God, that we can come. And God, I, I love our church. I love the men and women of our church. And God, I pray that this year from all of them would just be a new year, a different type of year. God, that we would prioritize you. That we would say yes to you. We would say yes to relationships and spiritual growth. That we would say yes to getting closer to our Heavenly Father. Thank you for hearing this prayer. And I pray that all of us, that we would leave today, we would be encouraged we would make you a priority and we would lock arms with other men and women and we would say yes to groups. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Let's stand and sing.